Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. For more in-depth perspectives and interesting stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at tvo.org daily. A mysterious rock formation that's long had people speculating about its origins got people talking this summer in Thunder Bay and beyond. Charnel Anderson covers the northwestern part of the province for Ontario Hubs. She's in Red Rock on the north shore of Lake Superior and joins us now to explain. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's talk about this rock formation that sits at the bottom of Boulevard Lake. Uh, People have been able to see it now because the lake has been drained. Tell us about this rock formation because we have some really great drone footage. So there's a lot that we still don't know about the um, the rock formation, but we, what we do know, as you can see, it's quite large. It's about 35 meters across, and um, it's made of more than a thousand rocks. Uh, typically, it's under Boulevard Lake. Obviously, it's not right now because the city has drained the lake to do some work on um, a central dam downstream a little bit. But researchers believe that the rock ring does um, predate construction of the dam, which would have been in the 20th, 20th century. Um, meaning that where you see it today, not underwater, is likely where it was when it was created. Um, so it's been a great opportunity for both both residents and researchers who want to take a closer look at the rock ring. Obviously, you talk about you know being able to look at it closely, but let's talk about uh, some of the technology that uh, that's being used to study the rocks. So researchers, including Scott Hamilton, who is an anthropologist at Lake Ken University uh, and faculty in the Department of Natural Resources Management at Lake Ken University, among others, have been studying the rock ring in earnest since about 2015. Um, and they've used a variety of different technologies, such as drone photography, uh, as you saw. Um, one of Hamilton's, or sorry, one of Scott's uh, graduate students used uh, sonar, so similar to um, like a fish finder on a boat to study the rocks while they were underwater. Um, They've also used something called the terrestrial LIDAR scanner, which uses laser beams to measure distance. It's pretty cool. Um, And so all these technologies have allowed researchers to make a 3D model of the rock ring, which they can access at any time. And that allows them to um, get a better understanding of the rock ring's orientation, as well as its relation to other features, such as old current river waterline. So I'm curious, you know, we look at the footage, some people may look at it and see, you know, a circular formation with rocks and be like, well, what's the big deal? But I'm curious, what are researchers hoping to determine? Right. So I think the main question is, what the heck could this be? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of speculation as to what it might be. You know, some people think um, it could be leftover rocks from the construction of the dam. Uh, Scott has told me he heard people say that it, it could have been a prank. Um, or perhaps the foundation uh, for a tent revival meeting. Um, Other people have suggested maybe it's a fishing weir, uh, which is a structure, uh, an underwater structure that's used to catch fish. But if it does indeed um, predate construction of the dam, then that means it wouldn't have been underwater, making it pretty ineffective. Mm -hmm. But there's been lots of speculation, but so far no... um, uh, definitive answers. I, I want to talk about one of those. Um, some people believe that the formation has an indigenous connection as well. 
Yeah, so that's actually uh, Scott Hamilton's leading theory is that um, it's indigenous or in origin, perhaps a gathering place used for uh, ceremony. Um, so, reachers, so researchers have been working with local First Nation communities to uh, to kind of answer some more questions. And Scott says that most of those communities that he's worked with do believe it's indigenous in origin, but they don't all believe that. So I spoke to Robert Pierre, who is uh, the economic development officer at Fort William First Nation, and he doesn't think that it's indigenous. Um, now I should clarify because I've been calling it a rock ring, but it's not actually a complete circle as you saw. It's uh, missing some rocks in the Southwest quadrant. Um, that's not to say they're not there. It could be buried under the mud, but researchers uh, have only done non-invasive work so far. Um, they haven't moved any of the rocks or anything like that. Now, that's important because, uh, as Robert explained, um, any structures of ceremonial significance in Anishinaabe culture have eastern-facing doors, not southwest-facing doors, which is why he doesn't believe um, it's indigenous in origin. Uh, as for what it may be, he thinks uh, it could be a spot that was used to park horses and buggies back in the day. Hmm. Now, I am very, very curious, and very quickly, if you can help us explain. Now, this story has been very popular online and on social media. Why do you think that is? Well, I think on one hand, it's non-COVID-related news, which is nice, but it's also the mystery of it. You know, a lot of people have been commenting on social media what they think it could be. One woman said, perhaps, I'm sorry, um, perhaps a kiddie pool. Uh, the rocks were used to dam a kiddie pool. Um, a lot of people have made reference to the Curse of Oak Island. Uh, but I think my favorite comment was someone who said, um, leave it alone. This year has been freaky enough. Some very interesting stuff for sure. Sharnel Anderson, thank you so much. That's Sharnel Anderson, our Ontario Hubs journalist covering Northwestern Ontario. The Agenda in the Summer with Nam Kiwanuka is brought to you by the Chartered Professional Accountants of Ontario. CPA Ontario is a regulator, an educator, a thought leader, and an advocate. We protect the public. We advance our profession. We guide our CPAs. We are CPA Ontario. And by viewers like you. Thank you.